life ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who have been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I'd like to take a moment to welcome you to the Living Your Legacy podcast. Today, I am welcoming back an extraordinary woman who has probably one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. Um, in her life of a really traumatic turn of events that she has decided to take on and turn around completely the other way. So I'd like to have you join me in welcoming Stacy Williams to the show. So glad to have you back, Stacy. Thank you for having me again. You bet. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about this woman. Stacy and I actually met online a number of years ago. Um, and connected in a, a special needs parents Facebook group. And I was watching some of her posts and I thought, I need to know this woman. I need to get connected with her. So I sent her a friend request and she was kind enough to accept it. And since then, we've had this sort of ongoing relationship. And I'm so excited to tell you a little bit about her. Stacy is the mother of two very handsome biological boys, Jeffrey and Ernest. How old are they now, Stacy? 29 and 23. So you must have been two when you had them because you look amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you are you welcome. So and Stacy is also the grandmother slash mother of Jacob Jefferson. We're going to situate our story really around Jacob today. Stacy is a wife to a handsome husband named Dexter, and she is the founder of an organization called Love Has No Disability Inc., her newest title is that she is an author, and we're going to be digging into that, of Jacob's Ladder. Details are soon going to be available. So I think this is a book that's coming out. So Stacy, I've alluded to the fact that we're going to be circling around Jacob and the story of Jacob. Why don't you tell me that story? Tell us all about Jacob and how he came to be both your grandson and your son at the same time. So our love story has such a twist to it. Jacob is the, he is my ex-husband's daughter's baby. So um, he was like, when he came into the family, I thought he was the glue that was just going to make it all stick. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, he was abused at five months by his mother's boyfriend. And I believe something she was doing as well. And CPS took him from the family, of course. So I fought to get custody of Jacob because I'm thinking, you know, he can, I want him to be with the family. Mm -hmm. Once I got Jacob at seven months, by the time he was two years old, the entire family, biological family disappeared. They faded away. Um, I was separated. 
headed to divorce, but I kept Jacob. Not one time did anybody say, let me have Jacob. Let me have my biological grandson or my son. So Jacob is here with me. And so that's when I went from step-grandmother to mother. And he's 16 now. So I'm just mother. I am mama. That is my kid. (laughs) Mm -hmm, For sure. So tell us a little about Shaken Baby and how that's impacted Jacob. Shaken baby syndrome is also called um, abusive head trauma. Um, He has extensive brain damage. So when he first got hurt, they said his brain was bleeding. He had blood behind both of his eyes. His um, he had an inner nose bone fracture an upper jaw fracture, four broken ribs that was healing, a broken leg that was healing and possible seizures at five months old. Oh my gosh. Yes. So with the shaken baby syndrome, as he grew older, um, you know, he has cerebral palsy, still has seizure disorder, but thanks be to God, we have not seen a seizure in over a year. Yeah. Uh, We went from 20 a day to down to five. And now I have not seen anything in over a year. But that left him nonverbal. He's wheelchair dependent. Um, It's a lot of things that he's dealing with. Um, Within the past year, he's now G2 fed. He's newly trained. But he's still a typical 16-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. So, Stacey, we had a brief conversation before the recording. As I, too, am a special needs mom. And I normally don't lead with the disabilities, but I I wanted to just give the audience for a second a vision of what you see when you see Jacob, because you don't see the sum total of all those disabilities. Tell us about the boy you see. Well, that's where love has no disability comes from. When I see Jacob, I see my kid. I don't see the wheelchair. I don't see the G-tube or the trait. I see a little boy that looks at me with the most love that I have ever felt in my life. Even with my kids, I know my kids love me, Mm -hmm. but they can tell me that they love me. Mm -hmm. Jacob has to tell me with his smile, with his eyes, and and just with his soul, I feel it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, love has no disability. It's just that. It's not just a hashtag or just my organization. It's my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've often said, um, when it comes to my own son, when I describe him, uh, and he's 18, so I'm full on into getting attitude from the teenager for mm-hmm. sure. Um, that when I see him, I don't see the sum total of his disabilities. I see the extraordinary young man who overcomes those disabilities minute by minute, day by day. And I also am aware that how people will view him is really based on what I say. So if all I ever talk about is what's wrong with him, that's all anybody ever sees. But if I tell you how extraordinary he is, or you talked about Jacob's smile and his soul and the way he looks at you, I know exactly what you're talking about there, both from pictures of him and those looks, but also from my own experience with my son, that there is so much more communicated there than he can ever say. My son struggles with speaking as well, and he's really not very verbal. So I feel you on that. And I love 
how you talk about your love bug. That's how you refer to Jacob. You always refer to him that way. And that it just makes me fall in love with him. <laughs> uh, it really does because that's, I see him through your words, through your eyes. I see this extraordinary young man there who would not be living the life he's living if he wasn't with you. Um, so tell us a little bit about Love Has No Disability and how that came to be and where you're going with it. So with Love Has No Disability, I um, we were trying to raise money to get a wheelchair accessible van for Jacob. Mm-hmm. And with that, I had a black tie dinner for him and it was called Life After Shaken Baby Syndrome. Mm-hmm. So once we had the dinner, instead of you know, just saying that we needed a van, I decided that I wanted to tell Jacob's story. Right. And we told Jacob's story. A lot of people think he was born with a disability. Right. But when they find out that he was abused and he was born perfectly healthy, that changes the whole game. Mm-hmm. So after we had the, the dinner and, um, the next year I opened it up to his friends because I started meeting a lot of other parents with special needs kids. And I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to put a twist on it because I don't see a lot of parents out with their kids. So I wanted them to be creative. They have to write a bio and in order to get their kid into our gala. So now it's called life after dot, dot, dot whatever that life after is, gala and fashion show for children with special needs. Instead of describing their fashion, we describe their disability. Mm-hmm. I want to answer the unasked questions that people may have because I was that mama. I was the one ready for you. When you looked at my kid, I was ready. <laughs> but I had to realize people saw that and how can they ask me if I'm looking like that? So I decided I just wanted to educate people let me tell you what's wrong with Jacob. Instead of seeing the little boy in the wheelchair, let me introduce you to Jacob. Let mm-hmm. me tell you what shaking baby syndrome is. And then you can say, oh, that's Jacob Jefferson. He was abused. So we use that to educate and just open it up so you can see him as a human and not as the little boy in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Uh- That is so inspiring. So folks, again, it's all about perspective. And, you know, oftentimes the perspective of people, kids, adults with disabilities is, uh, we were talking about this offline, you know, parents have taught us don't stare, don't point. And people translate that into don't ask. And they're curious. They would like to know. I think they're very curious about our lives. Stacy, they I, I get asked that all the time. What's life like for you? Like, yeah. well, none of your normal is what my life is. But, right. You know, they're curious about that. They're curious about what the day to day looks like. They're curious about how do we get through these days or the really tough times. And we're going to touch on that because you just had the most incredibly difficult year. Um yeah. But when we open up the door, like little kids will walk up to us. My son was in a wheelchair for quite some time. Um, And little kids will walk up and say, why is he in a wheelchair? And I see their parents nearly dying. They're like, oh, my God, they're so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I'm like, actually, I'm really glad that your child asked. Let's Mm -hmm. answer that. Let's explain it. And then the kids are like, oh, the kids don't want they're not there to judge. They just need an answer. And once they have an answer, they're like, "Okay." 
and then they move on with life, no more judgment. And it's good for their parents to hear the information too, because then they too can know like, oh, that's, that's Mateo, my son, or that's Jacob. And that's the end of that. That's just who this kid is. So when we take away the stigma, when we take away the fear of asking the questions and, you know, I'm sure you've had it. I've had it too. People say the most rude things, but then you Mm -hmm. have to think what is in somebody else's background that they would say that horrible thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And also I have to say to myself, does it really matter to me what that person thinks? If it's not somebody that I know or love the people that love us, they know better. So right. they're, they're not going to go out and say anything awful. Um, so you have to kind of weigh that all out. But we've all heard the awful things. However, I've also heard, and I'm sure you have too, the nicest things for pe- from people. Um, have you ever had people randomly sort of walk up to you and, and give you a compliment when you're out with Jacob? Oh, my goodness. All the time. I, we rarely pay for a meal when we're out eating. I've had one guy in particular, and I have to use this. We were at a steakhouse and he was staring. And I told you I was that mama. I was like, okay, well, what are you staring at? He never said a word. But when he got up to leave, something hit my table. So I was like, oh my God, what did he just throw at this table? It was a hundred dollar bill to pay for. He never said a word to us but he paid for our meal. So people don't know how to ask us, I believe. And that's where my gala comes in so we can answer those unasked questions. Um, And we just don't know, honestly, how are we looking? Do we look approachable for them to ask us what our kids are going through? So- Most of the time it's little kids that ask. Yeah. And and it's the parents that follow. Not the other way around. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's right. extraordinary that you're sitting so there, you're, that you're yeah. sitting at your restaurant, having that meal. And this guy, without saying a word, just paid for your meal. So clearly your family had an impact on him. And perhaps it made him want to do something really nice for you. But looking at him, if you would have saw how he was looking at us, it was like, I was telling my husband, oh, my God, what is wrong with him? You know, but I don't know. Maybe his facial expression didn't really show what was in his heart. Mm-hmm. But the toss that he made to my table showed what was in his heart. So we just have mm-hmm. to be mindful of how we're looking at people. Are we open? Do we look like we're approachable? And, you know, people show love in different ways, actually. That's the way he showed love. It was a toss but it was a, a nice house. It was a home run to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Absolutely. That does sound like a really um, weird start to the dinner, it but was. awesome finish. It was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was. And Stacy, tell us a little bit about 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, 2021 was in watching you and in following your story. My heart broke for you in 2021. It, I found myself gasping reading the things that you were writing. And I mean, honestly, that like just so shocked by what was going on. Tell us what happened in 2021. 2021 was the worst year 
of my life. I can say that. So it started off January 26th of 2021. Jacob had just started a new medication because we were trying to see if he had restless leg syndrome and he hadn't slept for like three or four days. So this new medication was going to help him to sleep. When he finally went to sleep, I couldn't wake him up. He, he wouldn't take his medicine. He wouldn't take his food. He was eating everything by mouth. So I realized that he hadn't urinated all day. He hadn't got all of his meds. So I called 911 to get the paramedics to come out and just check him, check his vitals, see if they can give him a catheter, do whatever 911 does. I had two guys that showed up at my hotel room because we were at a hotel. They came in. I told them all of Jacob's history of low heart rate, low body temperature. He has a history of those things, shaking baby syndrome. The guy went to the bed. He touched my son's wrist and he said, oh, yeah, ma'am, he's gone. I said, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, ma'am, he's gone. I said, so I went through the whole list of low temperature, low heart rate. You cannot get his heart rate here. You would have to do something else. So eventually after begging him, because I couldn't believe that that's how you're telling me that my child is deceased. Oh yeah, ma'am, he's gone. Eventually they did put the pads on his chest and he said, yeah, see ma'am, there's no heart rate, he's gone. I said, stop saying that and do something. His partner that was with him was standing on the side of the bed. And, you know, eventually he picked him up out of the bed because I started gathering my kid up. I said, well, I don't even know why I called y'all. I'll take him to the hospital myself. So he said, well, ma'am, would you like for us to do CPR? He asked you that. Asked me. I said, I want you to do something. So they picked him up put him in the middle of the floor and that's where he laid for about 20 minutes. I'm begging them to do something, do something. What are you doing? Ma'am, I can't tell you everything I'm doing and do my job at the same time. On the way to the living room to lay him on the floor, when I passed by the guy who said, oh yeah, ma'am, he's gone. He had his hand on his hip and he said, ma'am, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to take an act of God. I said, well, I believe in him. So do something. So when you see my hashtag, he is that act of God. I'm talking to those two rotten apples that showed up that had no respect for my son's life and did absolutely nothing. Another set of paramedics walked in the door behind my husband because my husband made it from our house to the hotel Jacob was still laying in the floor when that other set of paramedics came in. One of the guys from there mm -hmm. started CPR on Jacob. We made it to the hospital. They um, finally got a pulse, intubated him, and we were transferred to Texas Children's Hospital. But not before the doctor from Texas Children's looked at the paperwork from Memorial Herman and said, hmm, I'm troubled. I just have to tell you guys that your son is brain dead. Oh my gosh. I took both of my hands and put them over my ears and I just said, stop saying that. 
are you going to give up on my baby? We're not even at the hospital that you work at. Mm -hmm. So can we transport him there where people know him? That's where, you know, all of his medication, um, all of his hospitalizations have been at Texas Children's. Right. So you got staff there that know him. Yes. So don't judge off of what another hospital did. You're here to take me to your hospital. So as we know, Jacob is not brain dead. Jacob is in his room now clicking because he wants me to come in there. But it was a long 31 days we stayed in the hospital. And from that moment, Jacob stopped eating by mouth. And now he's fully G2 fed. But the blessing in that is that we already had the G-tube. It was only for water. We had just gotten a G-tube in November of 20. Then January of 21 is when he had the cardiac. They said it was a cardiac arrest, mysteriously. He's never had heart problems. So even after that, you know, um, we were trying to just bring more awareness that there's nothing you can do if you call 911 and the fire department EMTs come out and refuse to do service. You can't do anything about it. They mm-hmm. have immunity through the government. So we're stuck with just, hey, they got a seven day suspension for pronouncing my son deceased and he wasn't. Wow. And those two guys are still working. So that was January. (laughs) Yeah, that's just a part of our story for January for 21. So here we come, November 19th of 2021. We had just came back from three days at the casino, had a good time. Jacob was breathing really fast that morning. So we ended up taking him to the hospital because I'm like, he can't be getting what he needs because he's breathing so fast immediately they intubated him. They said he had pneumonia. Um, They put him on BiPAP and then they went from BiPAP to, um, I can't think of the name of it, but after that, they said, we need to put your son on ECMO. And I'm like, what is ECMO? Had never heard of it, E-C-M-O. Yep. Never heard of it in my life. They told me if I waited to the morning to get a second opinion, he only had a 20% chance of survival. But if I put him on ECMO tonight, he had a 50% chance. So what are you saying? Wow. (laughs) So we're on the phone trying to find somebody that knows what ECMO is. I'm on YouTube everywhere trying to figure out what do I do? Because my baby was fine yesterday. But today they're saying ECMO. We put him on ECMO. He was on this machine that pulled it. He had two hoses connected to his neck. Well, they were in his neck connected to his skull. One hose pulled the blood out of his body, put it in the machine. The machine added oxygen and cleansed the um, CO2. The other hose put the blood back in his body. For 65 days, my son was on this machine. Twice, I saw my baby leave me and cold and come back. Twice, I saw somebody jump on top of him doing CPR to bring him back to me. So our total hospitalization was 126 days. 
On March 24th of 2022, we were discharged. We came home and we have been home ever since. And Jacob is doing amazing. And that's so, just from pneumonia, not yeah. COVID. Wow. So I just want to point out that when kids with disabilities go in the hospital, unlike when an adult goes in the hospital, they can never be left alone. So Stacy, you lived in the hospital with him that entire time. I did. A hundred days. It was actually 100 days before I went home. Um, and because I, I did have a mini breakdown, because I was the doctor, the nurse, the pulmonologist, radio, um, what is the one that does the breathing? <laughs> I was all of those, all of them. And I said, if one more person comes in this room and doesn't know what to do, I'm going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Guess what? One more person came <laughs> in the room and asked me what was they, what they were supposed to, what treatment they were supposed to be doing. I'm like, what? Did you not read the chart? So yes, if you are not there, it's no telling what you'll come back to. That's, that's so challenging and heartbreaking. I've lived in the hospital with my son too. It is not a pleasurable experience. It is definitely not like staying in a hotel. You're woken up all night long by people coming and going. Oh, yeah. um, it's not, um, it's very stressful being there. And yet through all of this, mm -hmm. I listened to you and I read your words of hope every day that you were hopeful that, that this boy was going to pull through, that you were going to get to bring him home, even through all the fear, through all the worry, through all the words you didn't know that people were saying to you, you were still so hopeful. And I just want to highlight that, that Stacy has lived through this really awful experience in the year 2021, and also in the year that Jacob received his injuries and caused all this to happen. And yet... Love has no disability ink carries on and your gala goes on every year. And I love the pictures, folks. I really highly recommend that you check her out on Facebook because her pictures show the most amazing things about the children and their families um, who are part of the gala. It is all about highlighting the beauty behind the disability and the families that are raising these children um, who have multiple disabilities. Um, there's so much hope and optimism there that I find that so extraordinary um, in a world where it's really easy to get lost in the darkness of all that. Yes, it is. And like I was saying earlier, like my vision for love has no disability and for parents with special needs children is to show that we're more than just a disability. We're more than just the wheelchair, the suction machine. We're way more than that. So with the gala, I always come up with a category um, this year, it was take a trip around the world with me. Each child picked a country that they could represent any way they wanted to. We were not going to describe the country. We only described their disability. So the parents have to write a bio. 
um, a half a page to a page long telling us what their child's disability is and what do you want people to know about your child. This year I had eight models. This was the biggest one I've ever had. And the parents took this, took these countries and they took me on a trip around the world. They really got it. And the picture, yeah, you would have to go and see the pictures. I can't even explain it because my mind is still blown. But I would love to have the place packed. I invited the Houston Fire Department because I needed the EMTs to see these kids. Don't judge them by what you see with your eyes. You have to know the story. I, I saw one of the comments when we made the news because we made national news for um, that incident. Somebody said that they were trying to give her an out. Give me an out for what? Jacob lives a beautiful life. I'm not looking for an out. I'm not looking for a break. I'm looking to give him a life with no barriers. I'm looking to give him some normalcy despite what all he's been through. So that's what love has no disability that's what my vision is for the gala. Now we do more than just the gala, but that's like our biggest event because it includes the families and it includes um, volunteers. We have the, the junior JROTC from Atascacita High School. They were our volunteers this year. These kids enjoyed being around every last one of our babies. And this is something going to help them to be better adults. Is it ever exposure to, you mentioned that earlier. I don't know whether it was in our recording or off air about when we teach kids that people different than us are not less than or weird or scary, right. that they're just different. And we learn how to engage with them and interact with them. It just makes us all better people and it makes yeah. the world a better place. It does. It does. And I commend my sons because honestly, my oldest son, when I got custody of Jacob, he told me, mama, you got to get him. You're the only one that can get him. So how do you tell your 12 year old that, well, no, I got y'all too. I can't handle this other baby. I went, I had an out of body experience. It was only God. And I keep saying, I, I had nothing to do with it. God gave me Jacob. God is helping me to keep Jacob. He is keeping my sanity because it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's not. But we make it look good. You do indeed. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, and so I would like to just talk a little bit about the fact that you have a book coming out, Jacob's Ladder. Tell us about that. I started writing Jacob's story, oh my gosh, over 10 years ago. I never could get past the part of his abuse. I couldn't type the words of everything that was included in his abuse. But with 2021, God allowed me to release the rivers of my heart, so my tears, my story, Jacob's journey is in that book. It's called Jacob's Ladder, of course, and it's a tale all. I told it all, every bit of it. 
And so, I just hope that it will help someone. I'm sure it will. When is your book set to come out? I'm going to actually release it for my birthday in January. But that's what I say. I don't know what God has in store because he already has me working on finding venues and stuff like this. So it could be earlier than that. But the book is totally done. I just have to tell them, press the button and print. So that's amazing. Yeah. I want to hear when that book comes out because yeah. I absolutely yes. want a copy for yes. sure. Yeah. And then tell us a little bit about your Facebook group, Jaga's Ladder. That's a great place to go find you and to find out more about Jaga. What kinds of things do you put there? And Jacob's ladder, it's, it's telling how he's climbing his ladder one step at a time. So I put everything. If we have a good day, I put it on there. If we have a bad day, if something happened at school, um, sometimes I just ask a question like, how would you deal with something like this? It's a place to where we're transparent. I tell it all. I just, if I find out how you can get a free vacation, guess what? I'm going to tell you how to do it. I don't want to keep any secrets. I want to be able to bring, bring peace. If I can bring any type of peace to anyone or any type of help by seeing my hurt, that's what I want to do. So I tell it all. You can see everything from birth to right now. Amazing. So I highly recommend our audience goes and checks that out. Now, I am sure that given all of the things you're working on, that it would be it would be great for people to be able to to donate. Is that something that they can do? Absolutely. Uh, we have a cash app and the cash app is dollar sign. Love has no disability. Um, we also have um, PayPal. I would have to send you the link to the PayPal. And really, that's it. Or, or you can mail. We have our, our mailing address. I can also give you that if you want to put that um, put that out there. And one thing I didn't add, we have a YouTube channel. Oh, tell I, us about that. Yes, I, sometimes I get on there, but like we got new lifts in our house and they are so amazing that I, one day I just did a whole day of how I get Jake dressed, how I put him in the lift, how much easier it is. Um, you just have to check it out. And the YouTube is Jacob's Ladder. So it'll be easy. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, um, not so much Instagram. I always forget about Instagram, but we're, we're pretty much out there. I think the YouTube, I'm going to start putting more on the YouTube. Um, I adore that because I would really encourage people to check those things out. Once you have a chance to see that beautiful little love bug of Stacy's, you will fall in love with him just as I have um, because he's a pretty incredible young man. And, and it takes a pretty incredible and strong woman to be able to take on all of the things that you have taken on and all the battles on all the fronts that you've had to fight on behalf of this young man. So I just wanted to take a moment to highlight that because living into your legacy isn't about all the pretty nice packagey things. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about the end product. It's the journey to get there. So Stacy, how has this legacy of having this boy changed you? 
to God be the glory is one thing I can say. I honestly feel like if I didn't have Jacob in my life now with my boys being adults and, you know, they're living their lives, you know, I'm a grandmother to two grand boys, but I just, I won't, I don't know where I would be. Honestly, he gives me purpose. He gives me peace. He gives me a reason to get up in the morning. Honestly, I, I just can say that. I wouldn't know what to do without him. He needs me and we all want to feel needed, but it's like Jacob needs me in a way that if I don't do it, you know, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And in a way that empowers me to know that someone loves me and needs me that way. Mm-hmm. So my legacy, he is my legacy. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely the legacy. He lays the foundation for the legacy. That is, those are some profound words right there. Um, that really, that's inspiring. And I'm all teary eyed over here um, listening to you say that because he is your legacy. How profound is that, right? We all wish for our children to rise above and, and be incredible and do incredible things. And as special needs parents, sometimes we have to acknowledge that maybe our kids won't rise as high as other children, but they inspire so many profound things in Absolutely. us and in others around them, right? They attract to them um, the kinds of people who usually are willing to take on a battle or a fight and go out and, and make the world a better place. And I believe that every day that you share about Jacob and your journey with him, every day you share a difficulty you have or a struggle every day that you share the vulnerability, you've talked a lot about that of, you know, some days it's really overwhelmingly hard. And I remember seeing your posts, what is this ECMO and what does this mean for my kid? Mm -hmm. You empower other people to be able to step into their vulnerability because really it's in your vulnerability is where your strength lies. Mm -hmm. Um, I've often said, Courage doesn't show up when things are easy, right? We are using our strength in the days when we feel the weakest. We use it. We step into it. And when you step into the battles that you take on for Jacob, you create a better world. And you put so many amazing ripples out there that I just wanted to have a chance to say that to you. I could type it, but I wanted to say it to you because you I ask people all the time who inspires you, you inspire me every day to dig deeper, to push harder, to go farther, because your journey is so hard and it would be really easy for you to put it all down and say, that's it, I'm done. But you never, ever, ever do. And that boy is blessed to have one fighting mama in his corner. Thank you. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine putting it down. I couldn't imagine walking away. I've had many opportunities to, if you put him in this home for 30 days, this will happen. You can get so many benefits. Just the thought of dropping him off somewhere and not having control of what happens next, it haunts me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely haunts me. He's here. I don't care. We never get a dime for anything else. He is home. This is home. Mm -hmm. 
So ladies and gentlemen, I highly recommend that you check out Stacy's website. She's going to let us know when her book comes out. So we'll be able to put that out into our community. And I highly recommend picking up a copy of it. Stacy is extraordinary and she responds really quickly and very well on Facebook. So I highly recommend going over there and checking out Jacob's ladder. Um, Let's pour a little love on this woman because the truth is that it's a lonely journey when you're fighting these battles. And um, it's so important for us to share with her how extraordinary we see her because that is how I see you as an extraordinary legacy maker. And I thank you so much for being on today with us. Um, so Stacy, people can find you easiest on Jacob's Ladder on Facebook? Yes, that's the easiest way. Okay. And we're going to check out your YouTube channel, Jacob's Ladder. We're going to go check out lovehasnodisability.com. Did I say that right? Yep. That's correct. And um, I am going to just love on you on behalf of all of our listeners, because Thank again, you. what you do takes more courage, I'm sure, than you ever thought you had in you. And I want you to know that we see that and the world needs more of you. Thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you again so much for being here, folks. I'll put all the links in the show notes. So if you didn't have a chance to write all that down, you can absolutely go check it out on your own. And of course, donations are always welcome. So if you're looking for somewhere to put your money, I highly recommend checking out Stacy's uh, Love Has No Disability and giving them some support so they can continue to make the positive ripples that they do in the world. Once again, Stacy. You inspire me on the daily, and I'm so grateful that I had a chance to let you inspire some other people too. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.